Hi, you guys. Welcome to a very special doubleheader edition of the Black Jackson Estate podcast. I'm user 1.5, and I will be joined by the other users as we pay homage to the queen of rock and roll, Miss Tina Turner, in part one, and in part two, discuss our Janet Jackson Together Again tour experience. We hope you enjoy. Let's get into it. Hello, 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 Patreon fam. We are here today on a very special episode of the Black Jackson State Podcast. I'm user 1.5 and I am joined by user 1. User 1, how you doing? What a 24. I tell you, what a 24. We're here because we could not allow this moment to pass Hmm. where one of our icons of icons legend an american icon a black Amen. american icon Amen. who did renounce her citizenship mm. but who changed what it means to be an entertainer and a musician a one-of-a-kind voice them legs mm-hmm. everything has transitioned she has earned her reward and tina turner miss tina miss tina passed away for those of you who are living under a rock under the ocean Miss Tina Turner, Miss Anime Bullock, passed away May twenty fourth, twenty twenty three, and I'll tell you this: I, I, we, we, Harry earlier this year. Now Miss Tina, we can't take no more. Who? Harry, Belafonte. Harry died too. <laughs> oh my! I didn't mean Lord. to remind you of it. I thought you knew that was a while Harry ago. Dale. Yeah, we you didn't know. really give him a shout out, but yeah, he he's gone on to. They lived some nice ripe lives. Though. They did. Harry was like, how old was he? One hundred, one hundred ninety-two. Yeah, yeah, he was old. Yeah, and Miss Tina was eighty-three years old. Passed away on May the twenty-fourth of twenty twenty-three. Born in what nineteen thirty-nine. Nineteen thirty-nine, y'all. In, November twenty-six, nineteen thirty-nine. What? Arkansas? Was it Arkansas? In Bra- she was actually born in Brownsville, Texas. I'm Texas. sorry, Tennessee. Tennessee. Brownsville, Tennessee. I, I knew it was one of them. One of them close by. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's so we're here. Tell the folks why we're here. Why we why we have this very special Patreon episode that has nothing to do with Michael Jackson. Yeah, listen, guys. As you know, we are not only fans of Michael Jackson and the Jackson family, but we are fans of Black American. Anybody who has influenced and shaped the culture of, of, of black America, we are fans of it because it they these are the people who have lived in our houses with us, who have grown, we have grown up with, and we couldn't let Miss Anime Bullock's passing go without acknowledging her, giving her her flowers, even more flowers than we've already give, given her her on this podcast and just to remind you guys who she was and why we loved her so much if we had been doing this podcast in 2012 i guarantee you we would have done the same thing for whitney houston oh yeah we you know because these are the people who literally have shaped our lives and we grew up in the house with these people because our parents and our grandparents and all these people were influenced by them and inspired by them they represented all of us and we are still proud. Yeah. And I think that especially for someone like Tina Turner, who the the music is iconic. The music is iconic in, in the soul space, in an R&B space. Mm-hmm. And then it's like explosively iconic in a rock space, in a rock and roll space. And Absolutely. Sometimes we forget 
how phenomenal that is. Like, no shade. Be, being able to excel in a space, that in a genre that people expect of you, mm-hmm. it's still hard to do. It's right. hard to be uh Beyonce you know what I mean and Mm -hmm. to reach those heights it's hard to be Taylor Swift and to reach those heights and you know again the hype I don't get but anyway you but these are spaces you expect Beyonce to be in like a a more R&B space like kind of poppy R&B but still like R&B correct Taylor Swift's in a like I don't know what genre she in pop I don't know what that is rock no country country country, whatever it is country whatever Whatever it is you expect it but who expects a black woman to become a rock and roll after rock and roll shifted from a black origin, who expected in the 80s for a black woman to take over a rock and roll space in the way that she did? She just has had a phenomenal career. And it, it feels like she was very open with us about her integrity and what it meant for her to, to have substance and do the things she wanted to do regardless mm-hmm. of what other people were going to think about it so right. we just want to give her her flowers and drop um some of our thoughts on her passing her music her legacy absolutely and what she's done for the world so yeah user 1.5 take it away so we're going to give you a little bit of history on tina turner in case you don't know miss tina turner was born november 26 1939 and of course as we just said she passed away may 24th 2023 at age 83 she began her career with ike Turner's King of Rhythm, Kings of Rhythm, excuse me, in 1957 under the name Little Anne. And she was the featured vocalist on their first record, Box Top, in 1958. In 1960, she debuted as Tina Turner and she wrote the hit single, which was the first hit single for Tina Turner, A Fool in Love. In 1960, she actually wrote the song, fun fact, not for herself or for Ike Turner. She wrote it for another artist. Um, his name is Art Lasseter. And she was supposed to sing the background vocals. He was supposed to do the lead vocals. He missed the recording session. And because it had already been paid for, she went ahead and recorded the song. And that is how we get the single, A Fool in Love. Did you know that? User 1.5? I did not know that, but I'm so glad he missed the session because, you know, so first of all, my whole idea pretty much of Tina Turner is shaped around a few things. One, I remember that at our Aunt Betty's house, she had a record, had a Tina Turner record. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it was Private Dancer. That's the, the first one that I bought for myself, Private Dancer. And, and then the second shaping around Tina Turner is the movie. So I came mm-hmm. to know of the music primarily through the movie Mm -hmm. the movie was so iconic and the movie came out when we were younger but this is one of the songs that you if (laughs) oh yes you remember this song from the movie because her voice is so big Mm -hmm. and powerful so yeah god had him miss that session he did god said hold on a second i gotta intervene here i gotta i gotta set some things up because she needs to record this song yeah and even like the it's just the power in her voice it does remind you of a michael Michael had like a really, there are some artists who just have had like their voices carry a, a level of power mm-hmm. and it's just explosive. And she's got that like almost no one else, like she might be the pinnacle of the power voices. Mm-hmm. Um, big voice. Big, a, big a, voice. A very big round voice where she can carry different types of songs very, very convincingly and mm-hmm. well. And um, yeah, a, a fool in love, man, that's, 
that's you know and again she comes out of this sound from the 60s that you know the 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 girl groups and you know they knew the they knew the formula right and they had we've been working this formula for a long time at this point very gordy had it had 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 the the blueprint set already so yeah this is something that wasn't new to black audiences at all but you know the funny thing is when even when she recorded it because he missed the demo or because he missed the session she recorded it with the intention of it just being a demo track and it actually ended up being the single and my favorite line from a fool in love is why he treats you like he do if he's if such, he's a, such good a good man, man. And, and we might hopefully we can clip some stuff and put it in here if you've not heard some of these songs but we're letting uh, user 3.5 uh, take a spin on some editing. So we'll see if he if he gets some some sound in here for y'all. But the song, I mean, th- th- she sung with Ike and she sung as a solo artist songs that were, uh, um, it's kind of like, I don't know if y'all have seen the movie Bessie with Queen Latifah playing Bessie Smith. Mm-hmm. In that movie, Monique's also in that movie. Monique plays Ma Rainey, who okay. was obviously a really big blues artist mm-hmm. from the 19... 19- 20s and 30s um and bessie smith kind of is like the next step past ma rainey but bessie smith got her start with ma rainey right and talks about this in the movie how she got her start you know performing with ma rainey and how she was really a mentor to her ma rainey said the blues what do you think the blues the same three chords again and again and again and again what makes somebody what makes somebody hear your blues Mm -hmm. and she 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 didn't know the answer right and she said the blues is not about you um um people knowing you it's about you knowing people amen and it's got to come out when you sing right mm-hmm. people have to feel like you understand their life right and that's so much in music and tina turner was able to do that in her time with ike in her time in america and in her time as an international artist mm-hmm. when she sung things you know the song private dancer is all about um a woman who is a uh, doing what she gotta she, do she's a she's a she's a she's a sex worker yeah um and or that's a nice way of saying it now right but like she's a sex worker essentially but that the, from that from a to z on that song you, you're convinced right about mm-hmm. the the story she's telling and her ability to tell it a fool in love same thing right and so it's crazy how she's able to switch back and forth between genres that seem totally different right convince everyone who's interested in that in that sort of music equally yeah that, that she, she, she's the real deal absolutely absolutely and private dancer let me tell you something that's one of those songs where you put it on you close your eyes you can actually see like the red light district like you can see oh, this yeah. dark seedy room and all these you know guys coming in to to proposition this i mean it's just so well performed and well sung but Tina Turner, like I said, her first hit single with Ike and Tina was A Fool in Love. She had many, many hit singles after that. She is one of the icons of the music industry. She was actually one of, I'm sorry, not one of, she was actually the first black woman to grace the cover of Rolling Stone, which is a huge huge deal and in night why is that a huge deal let me ask you that so it's a huge why is that deal because i always say like i hate when people say oh this is the first black person to do this i'm always conflicted with a sense of like pride and this is pathetic 
because how many did you pass over for so many years who should have been in this position and were not given the opportunity to be because of racism and bigotry Absolutely. and misogyny and everything else in between. So when, when you say it's a big deal, what does that mean to you? Because I'm not saying it's not, but what does it mean to you? Because to me, I'm always conflicted when I hear that. Like if you tell me, oh, I'm the first black stylist in North Carolina to be recognized in this way, I'm going to go. That is crazy. A, congrats. Mm -hmm. But B, wow, how many people? Right. So what, what does that mean to you when you say, like, that's a big deal? When you so, look at those sorts of statistics about black people being the first to do something in a space that's essentially predominantly white. Right. So let me first correct myself. She was the first black artist and the first black woman on the cover of Rolling Insane. Stone. Let me Insane. just make that very clear. Um, she. So it's a big deal to me because of this. First of all, black music, all music is black music. Let's be honest. Or most forms of music are, are have ties in the black community. Rock and roll, Rolling Stone, the Rolling Stone magazine was based on the group the Rolling Stones. That's how they got the name, which is a huge European rock band. And for this queen, we call her the queen of rock and roll for a reason. For her to be the first African-American on that cover and the first woman, African-American woman on that cover is huge because representation matters. I think you post you posted something on Facebook earlier this week about the Little Mermaid and how representation matters. It gave little black girls and other black musicians, art aspiring musicians, someone to look at that look like them so that they too know that they are able to do the same thing. So for her to be on Rolling Stone, it's a big deal because it shows us that we are represented and it's possible and it is very possible yeah i um and so yeah and i and i think that's a good that's a good way of looking at it because it is it is a conflicting space right because you need that representation and, and what i said on facebook and i don't i do not do facebook like that but every now and again i'll say something and the reason i even posted about the little mermaid was because the soundtrack you know new music tuesday so i was listening to some new music soundtrack came out on tuesday and so i wanted to see how it kind of stacked up against the original mm -hmm. uh soundtrack and the original is killer however there are some really good spots uh the um just in, in case you guys are interested in the little mermaid um the ursula's anthem or oh, theme poor is unfortunate really souls. good oh god that's my favorite song from the whole movie i'm not it's, gonna lie because my favorite song because you're evil but, but no because she was not wrong she was in she was a businesswoman. now we already talked about this she's an entrepreneur <laughs> she was a crook and y'all she <laughs> didn't want to let that woman live she was a businesswoman. She anyway was, we're not talking about it anyway, i'm just saying that's really good and so is uh Hey, how do you say her name? Hallie. Hallie. Is it Hallie, Hallie Bailey? Bailey. Hallie, uh -huh. not Barry. No, no. Hallie Bailey. Okay, because uh -huh. this is one of the girls. One of the girls that sing from Chloe and Hallie. Okay, all right. Uh -huh. okay. Um, her version of "Part of Your World" is also very very mm -hmm. she can sing we already knew yeah. that though so those are the two kind of bright spots that under the sea old dude from the 90s i know he did now rest so i can't remember his name he killed it i don't mm -hmm. think nobody can you, you just gotta let it go yeah. but anyway the post i made on facebook was about how i remember going to see back in 2009 me and user 1.5 and our older sister we all went together to see this movie in the theaters and i really did sit there and i had to stop to myself see what movie uh, we, we, i'm sorry we went to see um, in 2009, we went to see The Princess, the Princess and the Frog. And, the Frog. Mm -hmm. and I literally sat in that theater and had to stop myself from crying in the theater because... Oh, I did cry. But y'all know I cried. But you was going to cry anyway. You know, I'm a... 
I'm a thug. So, so, but I mean, seeing a black girl be a princess, Mm -hmm. we grew up on Disney movies. We love Disney movies and no one ever looked like us. The closest we got was Nyla. She was an animal y'all. Pocahontas maybe. Mm. And, and I don't even want to take her because she belonged to to the natives (laughs) and they didn't do the story right. I like, I remember we went to see that and our uncle took us and he was pissed because they did not tell the story right. It was not historically accurate. And then you had Mulan come, you had princess jasmine but there was never a black princess and this was the first one and it meant something to me and i was 21 at this point and it meant something to me to see that as Mm -hmm. a 21 year old so i'm just i'm excited for kids who get to see that because representation matters and now tying that back to tina turner how many black artists man woman it doesn't matter hispanic artists artists of color saw that rolling stones issue and went wow yeah if she, she made can it. Do it. She made it. The inspiration we drive, you know, we're drawing from some of these first. It's sad that they have to be the first because there's so many deserving that probably were passed over. Right. But because someone is the first and you have that visual and you can see it, it does make a difference. It does. It's like that reminds me of when I was talking, like we were talking to our mom one time and she was like, oh, it, it, when she was growing up and my mom was born at the same year Michael was born. So was that no, night? She wasn't. I thought, was, I thought she was born the same year Michael was born. 1958. No. You don't know how old your mama is. Anyway, she was born in the 50s. Your mama was born in 53. Oh, Jesus. I gave us some years, y'all. Anyway. She looked good. She does. So, but what she said was when they were younger and they would watch TV, if there was a black person on TV, they'd be like, hey, it's a colored person on TV. They were so excited to see somebody that looked like them on TV because they didn't often get to see a black face or a person of color on TV, even if it was in a role that maybe was a subservient role to maybe some of the white characters. They were just happy to see a black person on TV. So it's kind of the same thing like with Tina Turner, like we're just happy. And we've always been a people uh, culturally that are happy to see somebody that looks like us because we are so underrepresented in a lot of spaces so we are happy to see somebody that looks like us which is why that was such a big deal but we're not just going to stay on Rolling Stone we're going to talk about the other things that Tina Turner has done so she has sold over 100 million records worldwide she is one of the best uh, one of the best selling recording artists of all times of all time she received 12 Grammy Awards three of them for the Grammy Hall of Fame and a Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award. She um, she is ranked one of Rolling Stone's 100 Greatest Artists of All Time and 100 Greatest Singers of All Time. She is a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame and on the St. Louis Walk of Fame. She was twice inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, once with Ike Turner in 1991 and as a solo artist in 2021. And she also is the recipient of the 2005 Kennedy Center Honors and Woman of the Year Award. So let's talk about this twice induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Michael Jackson also is twice inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, once with the Jackson 5 and once as a solo artist. User 1.5, talk about how important that is. So I'm user 1. I'm Um, sorry, user one. (laughs) User one, talk about how important that is. Um, Being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Yes, and she's been inducted twice. Um, Again, I'm I'm a little militant here, so I don't think validation into white spaces and awards is that 
valuable. I get the significance of it. It's kind of like Michael chasing them Grammys, but they won't gonna do him right no way. Which is why you need to not chase the validation. Which is why Beyonce said I'm not doing anything with y'all this year. You know, but give me my awards. But to be recognized, I think it's an individual thing because if it meant something to her to be recognized in this way, then it's Mm -hmm. it's powerful. Um, and it's powerful for it was powerful powerful for her and her career. However, do I find any particularly does it pull at my heartstrings that she's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? <laughs> no, because once again, there are so many others that would be deserving if we're just trying to be fair about their art and the craft and their impact that are not there yeah. um, and they should be. And so I, I appreciate that she was recognized and it meant something to her. And again, it goes back to the same kind of rationale as what you gave about why is it important to be on Rolling Stones or why is it significant? Well, okay, other people will see this. Other, You're breaking barriers, and I think that's always important to recognize and see. But I'm like, yeah, okay, because you was going to be great anyway. We was going to celebrate you right. anyway. It's kind of like Angela Bassett not getting right. her Oscar. And it's guess what? Guess what? We You're great anyway. Yeah. We're celebrating you anyway. We, 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 flowers, we recognize yeah. the greatness in you regardless of these spaces that were that you had to force your way into, mm-hmm. that they didn't welcome you into, um, giving you, you know, that recognition. Right. Absolutely. And listen, this is this is nothing new as a culture. This is this is nothing new. We to this day, we still force our uh, force our way into spaces and we set our own table. We set up our own table and chair and we sit there and we're like, we're here. Because I think it's like Drake. Drake won't go to the Grammys anymore either. I think he 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 swore that off. Like, yeah, it's a lot of artists that because he's like, if you're not going to be i mean you know and some things are subjective and some things are not you know it just you go and and that's why you got down to things spaces like you know oscar so white and all these different things because people will finally like pulling the veil back on how how the machine really works but yeah I, i think all the accolades that have come her way i think this is the final word on the accolades are deserving absolutely um and i think what makes tina turner even more larger than life is that so much of her life was shared with the world yeah um and she did so willingly um probably not understanding the impact she would have so her mm-hmm. is be- her, her impact is beyond music right in a way that honestly is a rarefied air you know right beyonce is about to be is is over 40 and there's still so much of her life that's a black box because she doesn't share a lot and she doesn't have to right, right? um michael was the same way we got his representative each and every time and it was and, <laughs> and that that joke a lot a lot like so we didn't get a lot <laughs> the representative was not the representative was either. not even good a good representative like but you know you you have people who reach certain spaces and they don't share the realness of their life right and sometimes it's to protect themselves sometimes because you just you haven't healed in a way that you can share it you know mm-hmm. with, with the world or the way you're sharing it for michael i think was to paint myself as the victim a lot of times and, oh, and, gosh, and Michael, Michael, and I'm not going to ever take responsibility, but Tina Turner seemed to, to flip the tables and go, I have to take some responsibility here. Yeah. And also be honest about my life. And, right? be honest and, about and, what and let me be honest about what happened to me and what mm-hmm. I endured. Um, and so I think that is also what has, because what has endured just as much as her music is her autobiography, you know, is, is her life story mm-hmm. has endured in a way that is probably bar none you know you talk about these movies that become like standards for uh, definitely in the black community and mm-hmm. hers is one of them it is it's one of them if it comes on you're gonna stop and say mm, i can quote it and watch it i can quote it yeah it's like the temptations i know all the lines all, all the lines of what's love got to do with it so 
As user one said, Miss Tina Turner was a citizen of the United States until 2013, where she renounced her citizenship and became a citizen of Switzerland, where she remained and where she ultimately passed away. Um, she did an interview with, I can't remember this white man's name, but it was 60 Minutes. Uh, and she did an interview and uh, he was asking her, you know, if if it was shocking to her that people in the United States didn't know how big of an artist she was over in Europe. And she, because she's always so graceful, she basically was like, yeah, over in Europe, when I, when I leave to come over here and do whatever, they are happy to welcome me back. She said, when I leave America, she said, everything in America is very short lived. So once people are here are done with you in America, a lot of things are very short lived. And so that short it, attention span yes it's like yeah. a gnat and so she was saying that she she wasn't shocked that people in america didn't know how huge she was in europe and so then he asked her he said well do you think you'll ever come back here to live and she said not in my lifetime <laughs> <laughs> America. she had the josephine baker syndrome oh, she said yes, they treat me better bad. over here well i mean and that's the thing it's so funny to me to be like everybody's trying to get here and i'm like no people coming from places you couldn't survive. it's ghetto here Pe the people trying to get here are people coming from places you couldn't survive two days in because it's that terrible right, where nobody can people survive. in other quote-unquote developed first world countries are not clamoring to come it is dangerous here <laughs> okay and i mean i mean just being honest it every time we walk out the door oh my god you don't know what could happen to you you're going to walmart you're going to target you're going shoot i, I go for runs on, in, on a greenway where there was just a mass shooting six or seven months ago i'd yeah. be looking in them woods what should a motherfucker would because you want to fight me today you either gonna snipe me off and you're gonna get me but if you roll up on me it's me and you. We're going. We're we going to see. We're going to because I'm not going out like that. Yeah. But this is America. Like, there's no place that is safe from violence. There is. There is no um, sense of. I, I think different pockets and groups in America have sense of community, but there's no like universal sense of community unless we go into war. <laughs> then. Oh yeah. Then we like not after 9/11. Everybody was proud of being oh, American. Oh honey, I have my American flag gotcha, and everything. Gotcha I have flag. American flag shirts and everything. I do everything, but now. But now it's like, you know, it's, it's not like that. And it's only like that in times of crisis. Mm -hmm. um, otherwise, we have exactly what, what we have on a daily, which is, um, you know, um, we have issues with race, like severe issues. Divisiveness. With race. We have severe issues with class. We mm -hmm. have severe issues with this. It's, it, they say it's a democracy, but a lot of it feels very uh, run by the big corps. You know, the big yeah. corporations pretty yeah. much run politics and politicians. And so and now let's talk about like just appreciating the people and the artists that come from here. Michael felt that way. Like, you know, he yeah. never said it straight up, but it was clear in his actions that, um, you know, America does not have a level of appreciation. This happens to many artists, especially, I will say this, to black artists who move out of predominantly black spaces with their art. Mm. This is a very common thing that happens. And they face a lot of, in some instances, kind of like um, a backlash from the black community because they say, oh, you know, you've gone pop. pop you're, not you're, you're not black enough You're not black enough anymore. And um, for her, that's pretty much what happened after she and Ike were done. Mm -hmm. Because y'all loved her when she was with Ike. 
um, and you love Proud Mary and Nutbush and all this other stuff. But then when you when she goes off and she's this rock and roll star, she's separated from that. She does not want to record that anymore. And she's it's like she's Angela Bassett in the movie. That was Ike's that was Ike's thing. Uh, the R and B sad you know, song. The, yeah, she, 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 that wasn't even her thing. She was doing it for her man. You know, because this was the man she, she was with, yeah. and this was yeah. the sound that he, that he had developed. And he had some hits. Ike was a very talented guy. He was. He he, he might have been a bad husband. He was uh, mean as a snake. As he might have been. Say. And we saw we saw the uh, Tina Turner um, Broadway show when it traveled, and you know he he seemed to be a man, a very mannish man, and a womanizer mm-hmm. and an abuser from multiple angles not just simply the physical and emotional but he abused women period in his orbit not just tina um and you know so but once she moved away from him you do see kind of this her her audience whitens Mm -hmm. simply because the sort of music she's doing is what black people don't call black music so you're less interested in it right Right. but the same thing happened to michael um And so I don't fault her. Go where you're going to be appreciated. Go where you where you're going to be loved. And that's what she said. My the man I loved was not in America. Yes, honey, she and my, my and my she said and my success was not in America. So at that point, why am I being American, paying y'all all these taxes, mm-hmm. and um, having to deal it. with y'all's foolishness when this is not even where you know my happiness is? Right, like Josephine Baker said, y'all can keep the passport. Girl, I mean, you know, I mean, America (laughs) is like, and 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 listen, this is not, you know, because this this is not, if if anyone's on and you know, and you're from Europe and you you know that we, I be going in on y'all sometimes, and that's this me evening it out for you because America. (laughs) I'm I'm proud to be an American. Um, my ancestors built this country. Absolutely, I have Mm -hmm. a claim to this country that is authentic. Mm -hmm. I didn't, uh, we didn't choose to come here, and we probably gave the most to build this country into what it became and what it is the good of it so i ain't gotta go nowhere okay Mm -hmm. but the idea that um this is the only place where we can find happiness is just ridiculous yeah um i was having a conversation with a friend of mine the other day and he was saying how he and his wife he said 2025 is going to be probably the last year that we're here full time in america we want to be able to split our time someplace else yeah and i thought to myself that sounds like a good (laughs) idea to me that's not no bad idea because it is ask them can i go it you got some money, you can go. I mean, I can contribute. I mean, you know, can't you? You should you start, know, I, start baby, go Canada. You know what I'm saying? See what the Canadians talking about. Yeah, because you can't go to Mexico. Now Mexico doing too no, much. Mexico doing a bunch. But, but uh, yeah, so, you know. But like, I I don't fault her as a lot of black expats. She's mm-hmm. just maybe one of the more high profile ones in our lifetime. Like you, you mentioned, Josephine Baker, um, and in in Josephine Baker's time, so many black jazz musicians. We're yeah. spending a lot of time and in there for this to, reason because yeah. America treated them badly. Like they trash. had to deal with Jim Crow. They had to deal with in America. If you don't know anything about or you don't know much about black American history, there's a, a period of time where, dear Lord, anything could get you killed and the law was not going to protect you. The law was not going to punish those who did it to you. The law was a culprit in what happened to you. Right. And so and black people were yeah. like, I'm out of here and yeah. I'm going elsewhere. And that's essentially what Tina Turner said. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm out of here. Yeah, absolutely. So we want to take the last couple of minutes uh, of talking about Miss Tina Turner and her life and legacy uh, to talk about she kind of really had two acts in her life, right? She had the the beginning part, which was the Ike and Tina era. And then she had the second half of her life and literally the second half of her adulthood uh, where she was Tina Turner solo artist and so let's start with some of your favorite Ike and Tina songs 
And what do you think about her time with Ike and the Ikeettes? What did that do for her as an artist? So, I mean, it launched her. Her time with Ike launched her to national prominence Mm -hmm. and it launched her to the world. So you can't take anything away from that. And I do want us to to talk a little bit about, like you said, her time with Ike and, and that and the influence of Ike and being a part of that act on her career. Mm-hmm. Some of her some of her very best performances come out of this era. Mm-hmm. She's young. She looks good. These girls are sweating, legs, moving, honey. and dancing. They shaking. The music is tight. Like, mm-hmm. it's a lot of good that comes out of the, the art in the time yeah. with Ike, right? So we, we're just talking about the art. We're it's, only talking about the art. It's there, right? Like, the personal is also there, right? Because it's like, how do you create this art knowing all that was going on behind the scenes that mm-hmm. we now know? But, like... Like you have Nutbush City, you have Come Together, you have Proud Mary, um, you have River Deep, right? Um, but which was not well, with, that was a Phil Spector song. But it was the Ike era. It was the Ike era. But I thought he was gonna be on the track, and he wasn't. I said, and he didn't need to be. I said, feel where you need me to be, and Phil said, outside. <laughs> you know, ain't nothing worse than a man who is intimidated by the shine of his woman. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what Ike was talented in his own right. He was. He was very talented, but so intimidated because of his own insecurities by the shine of his own woman, which yeah. is crazy. And then when you contrast that with the man she ultimately ends up with, who is is moving happy to carry her bags honey moving to the side to let her shine yes he was carrying bags for this lady he's saying i i'm because i'm securing who i am i'm securing what i bring to this mm-hmm. i'm securing how i love her so let me go ahead and shine the light a little brighter on her right and then just to contrast those things and it comes out again it comes out in the art right her art with ike does not feel as free mm-hmm. as her art as just tina yeah, you know, Tina Turner. Um, and but so many good tracks come out of the soul era. Um, and you know, now's a great time for us all to go listen to some of those deep cuts that you don't even know about off rip mm-hmm. and to kind of hear um how she evolved even in this time because it's starting to sh- her sound is being shaped during this period. These are formative years for her with Ike as an artist. Um, and it grows to this big thing you see over here, but it starts with Ike and I have to give him right. I give that man his credit now the way he tried to have her eat that cake <sighs> anime won't go eat that cake but I I love I love so when she was with Ike she did a lot of covers of other people's yeah. music um but she oftentimes did those covers better than the original artist and then you have Ike Turner in the background who was a musical genius I mean he really really was take away Whoever he was as a person, as a human, he was a musical genius. And so you have him in the background kind of pulling these strings of the band and the Ikeettes. And it was just the perfect look, a perfect sound for the 50s and 60s, which is which is their, their the Ike and Tina era, right? Up until the early 70s, probably. And so, I mean, like the one that comes off top, and I listened to this today because I just love her version of Drift Away. I mean, it's just so soulful. And so she takes this old kind of country folk, uh, almost rock song and and makes it into this R&B rock. I mean, it's just a beautiful version of the song and I just love it. I mean, then you have, like you said, Nutbush City Limits. You have uh, Shake Your Tail Feather. I forgot about that one. Right. Shake Your Tail Feather. Um, 
Proud Mary, I do believe, was a cover. Yeah, uh, and so it, it, you don't even know it's a cover. It's so good. It's um, but that was probably cover, one yeah. of their most recognized. That's probably one of the most recognized songs out of the Ike and Tina era. Mm-hmm. Is Proud Mary? Everybody knows that. Everybody knows the dance. Whether you can keep up with it or not, you know what you know what's been to come. The girls was moving. What do you think about? How do you think? Because I think a lot of conversation has been had online in the last day about how to talk about Ike. <laughs> in her career right because we know that she could care less to talk about him yeah right she talked about him for the movie and that was and it. then she was truly done she, she had said done. her piece yeah but we you you know you were on tiktok earlier and you know there was a, a woman saying you know there's so many men that you know that are making certain comments about how she did you know abandon the black community she didn't she was anti-black because she married a white guy but you're forgetting you know this this man did give a kidney for her he did to, to keep he her sure going did. you know and he he has truly loved her like it's been a an, a love story that has withstand time much longer than her time with ike Mm -hmm. yet people still talk about this in in depth that her relationship with ike not just the art but the relationship what do you think about that do you think that's disrespectful do you think that was disrespectful in her lifetime to continue to have this conversation or to make jokes or to be to have you know not just passing commentary but very sustained commentary about ike turner and right. her career. Do you think that that was fair to her, or how do you think the Ike problem, the Ike, or the Ike, the rea- Ike problem, the Ike reality should be should be addressed? Um, you know, I I Ike was a for a lot of people, Ike was a huge part of her life in their minds because Ike and Tina was a real thing. You know what I mean? I think that listen, you don't want nobody talking to you about your ex all the time, do you? You gonna answer questions? They gonna be talking to themselves. Exactly. So I think that to continue to ask her, to ask her about the music that she created with him, that's one thing. That's that's professional. But to ask her, oh, what do you think about this? Or I said this. What do you think about it? Who cares? Mm-hmm. Who cares what he thinks? I'm not there anymore. Uh, I'll say I watched her documentary uh, last year or maybe the year before. She has a documentary on HBO. And uh, as I was watching, I was just crying like a baby because I just love I love Miss Tina Turner. And um, she was saying that when she had to reinvent herself because Ike essentially left her with nothing. Okay, and so when she had to reinvent herself and she was trying to shop around and find a a, a music label that would accept her and and allow her to do rock because nobody believed that she could do rock as a 40 year old black woman. And she said that the reason she told her story was to get people to talk about her. So it's almost like that Michael in in the chamber, right? Like he's feeding these stories to the media so that he can get attention from the media for whatever, whatever reason. That's what she was doing. She said that when I told my story, I thought I was going to tell it once and that was going to be it. And then people kept asking about it. So then I did the movie and I thought, okay, if I produce this movie about my life and I lay it all bare, then maybe that'll be it. But then people still kept talking about it. And so I think at some point she she got to a point where she was like, you know what, you're going to ask me, I'll answer it as classy as I can. But it, it wasn't fair to her to continue to ask her about the relationship with Ike. Now, if you're going to ask her about the music with Ike, which is why I brought it up, that's a, a complete error in her life. And that's a sound that we only have with Ike and Tina. We don't have that sound with Tina Turner by herself. So 
you know, I think if people keep it to the music, it'd be fine. But, you know, once they you put your... too far. Yeah, once you put your stuff out there, yeah, people don't know how to stop. I think sometimes, and I think it goes to that thing that's a, a totally another thing, but people forget, like, celebrities are people. Mm-hmm. You know, do you, like you said, do you want somebody to always bring up your ex who was not just your ex, but super abusive to you? Right. You know, um, abusive in ways. What you saw in the movie is nowhere near the full... Right. Monty. Oh, I'm sure she kept it but uh, cute the, and classy. And and how and how how cute was that when we got a whole rape scene mm-hmm. in this movie? So you know, y'all keep bringing him up. She literally crossed that eight lane highway to get away from this man. <laughs> she said, "What she said? I don't. My name is Tina. She with said, a I don't bloody have face. Nothing. She said, I don't, I don't have, have nothing, anything. But I'll pay right. you if you but give me a room." But y'all want her to keep talking about this, or mm-hmm. you think it's like said, like we talked about earlier? You think it's funny to make? you know, spoofs of it where you're laughing at literally a woman being abused. Mm -hmm. Like these are things that it shouldn't have to be because reality is there's no conversation about Ike without Tina, but we can have much conversation about Tina without Ike. And he knew that. So yeah, he knew that. That's why he was mad. Right. And so, you know, I think that, like you said, there's a respectful place to address it at some point in time. It just became disrespectful. And I don't fault her for being like, listen, I'm not, Mm-hmm. I have no, I've, I've already talked about this. this is part of my past and I've done I'm done I'm not going to continue to discuss it um but if you want to talk about the music I did with Ike and what I thought about that music because w- we forget when she left Ike she didn't ask for a thing she just wanted her name and he wanted to even take that <laughs> he said that name got my daddy blood on <laughs> this is how idiotic and hateful and spiteful he was that she said all the cars all the jewelry all the money yeah all the everything don't want it I don't want anything that came out of this except for one thing. Right. And then she moved on and took that one thing that did not have a monetary value that you could put, you could cash in. Right. It had a, it had a recognition value Mm -hmm. for the public. And she knew that she said, but but I've earned it and I'm taking it and I want to go, you know? And, and, and so after that, there's nothing else to talk about. If anything, you want to talk about her personal life, you got to talk about the next guy who, with you know who i'm sure was integral to her success internationally and to the superstardom status in a way that he has never seemed eager to have recognition for mm-hmm. he has never seemed like someone who was going i need to be seen unlike the other guy right you know and he right. allowed her to just be really successful and um and you could tell she loved him for it and she appreciated him yeah. for it i so. mean this lady went and worked in vegas this is when vegas wasn't usher residency vegas that everybody's trying to get to this was vegas like where people go to die where where celebrities go to die vegas right like these are people singing in a casino at at the buffet (laughs) you know what i mean she had to do something she had to pay her bills that's what to live she She was willing to go all the way back down to the bottom right and i will say let me tell y'all something okay tina turner singing disco inferno too top notch to my surprise listen every time I, I do that uh that weave pattern thing from the movie every time i hear it top notch there is nothing this woman can't sing. she could sing her way out of a wet paper bag and and the bag still be intact i mean she is perfect her vocals are perfect but user user one so now that we've talked about the mic the the mic the ike and tina era let's talk about the tina turner solo era that is from the 80s and up this woman was doing stadium tours up until I believe it was 2018. Yeah, she retired in 18. Because I remember I saw her on some award. I think it was with Beyonce. That was maybe the last thing that I saw her do do. Mm-hmm. And um, she retired soon thereafter. She was like, I'm, listen, honey, I'm done. I'm tired. And good for her. Yeah. 
Yeah, the solo era is 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 the is the era. What's your favorite solo honest? Tina song? Hmm. It's hard. Hmm. You know mine. It's gotta be what's love got to do with it. I mean, like I see. that's got, <laughs> say it's gotta be that one because like every time that's the you pumpkin see, spice answer. It's gotta be that one, and only because it is the crescendo. It's the crescendo of this song. It's just huge that. Like, I mean, it's just a huge song that everybody, it's not just about Tina no more. Everybody in the audience is going to sing with her. Mm-hmm. It's just such a big and universally recognized song. And she carries it so well. And the fact that she didn't like this song and right. she recorded it anyway, and it became huge. Like, and it's just, it's not just, it's like the performance piece. The video is, uh, I'm trying to think. Did the video? Did she's this, just like walking down a. a, a, a <laughs> she's just walking. She looks good, but she's walking yeah, down like the videos. Some, about her some videos river ain't nothing to really something. talk about. No. Her videos ain't really nothing to talk no, about. No, but like this this particular song, like once Tina put that that damn wig on and that lipstick, <laughs> that lion mane wig, that lion mane wig and that lipstick, like I mean, like she tra- she transformed in a believable way. Mm-hmm. This song is kind of like kicking off that that believability, and it's so big. It's so. Everybody knows it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give it this one as her, her her solo era. The one that just is like, when when it comes on, when we went to see the Broadway show, is this one they saved to the end? Yeah. So she did uh, like a, just basically a solo performance of this song. It's, it's, it's a great song and it's, it's, ti- it's it is timeless. It's a great song. It sounds song. like it came out of the 80s, but it's still. Yeah, it's very 80s. It's very 80s. But very it's, Euro 80s. Mm-hmm, but yeah. it is timeless because of her. Yeah. Because of her, the way she sounds. Yeah. So like my favorite one and user one knows this because I play this. I have this on my playlist. Every playlist I have on Spotify has this song on it. It is the best. And it is literally that boom, 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 boom. Like the, it's the bass line that drives it for me. But her vocals on top of that bass line are perfect. And then you get the, the saxophone solo, which is so 90s, like so 90s. Everybody in the 90s had a damn saxophonist on the, in the, <laughs> on tour with them. I mean, think about Whitney Houston. I mean, everybody had a saxophonist. Um, but it is my favorite song. I love. Everybody's singing about love. Yes. and I Because I, your I, friend didn't. Who? Who? He he. <laughs> him him. Uh, <laughs> Michael, we love you. I mean, the best is just literally one of my favorite songs. I sing full voice, full chest it's every good. time it comes on. It's a on. good song. I yeah. mean, the first the first word I call when I call you. I, I, no, I call you when I need you. My heart's on fire. Listen. Mm-hmm. Come to me, come. Y'all don't have me singing it's up in here today. I love that. That's my favorite solo song. The rest. But I do like Don't Want to Fight. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. I mean, she's, she's got so many. Private Dancer, of so course. So if you had to pick one from the Ike era and one from the Tina era, mm-hmm. which what are your two that you're left stand, that are left standing above all others? What are the two songs? So simply oh my the gosh. best seems like it's the one from the The best Tina. is the one from the Tina era. From the Ike era, for me, is River Deep Mountain High. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just, I, it's the, I think it's the music for that one. It's the composition. Phil Spector is obviously a, a genius when it comes to the uh orchestral arrangements in the background there but i just love and i just get a little tear in my eye every time i hear it 
it's not the lyrics because like at one point she says if 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 you had a puppy yeah, if you had a puppy did you have a puppy when you was a boy i'm just like that puppy i'm gonna follow just you following. around like i'm not doing all that ma'am but it's, we all done a little of it it's a beautiful a beautifully beautifully sung beautifully arranged that was the song during the uh tina the musical performance when the girl sang it that was the best song for me in the whole she show. She did really good, yeah. Um, and it was just so—it's just so big, and it matches her voice, um, and the grittiness of her voice next to the softness of the strings is perfect. I would have to say I'm gonna have to give it to Proud Mary in the Ike era because it's just the build up on that song. Ike's Ike's baritone. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he was way down uh, there too. And then all that rolling, like, and we all know the like the choreo to go with it. Like, yeah. we all, like, we all. It's just, if you don't move, like, I don't know, you, you, you ain't got no soul. Something's wrong. You need, you need come to Jesus moment. But I would have to give it to Proud Mary. And then of course, what's love got to do with it? She just has so many really good songs, and she has earned again all the outpouring of love. I saw President Obama um, mm-hmm. leave a message. I saw Angela Bassett uh, left a message. I saw Tyler Perry left a message. Yeah. I saw uh, Joe Biden left a message. Not um, Joe. I'm Not Joe. Think of who other people Joseph. like? like the, the, all this says something about yeah you that you know. And for a lady who hasn't lived in the United States for over almost fifty years, Mm-mm. listen, we couldn't claim it no more. She, she didn't claim us. We, she, we as an American, you can't claim her, but as a black person. Oh yeah, we still claim her. Oh yeah, but we she, love you her. know, I can't even say nothing. nothing like, we already covered that. We not even mad at her. She she went where she went where her heart was, and she said, "I and there's no reason for me to hang on to this other piece of my life is in the past." So good for her. What if, uh, as we're wrapping this up, um, what is one recommendation you could give aside from the music you've talked about other art that has been created about her life and story mm-hmm. you've seen the broadway show you've seen the movie you've seen the documentary if someone hasn't seen any of these things and you hadn't seen the broadway show because you couldn't see the broadway show then that's just what it is what's something you would recommend for the folks listening to check out to get maybe she, she also has written a book mm-hmm. i don't know if you've read the book um but that what would you recommend for folks to get a better or deeper appreciation if they're taking a moment to reflect on her art and to appreciate it what would you recommend for i think i would recommend the the documentary that she did for hbo because she this this documentary i think was filmed in 2018 when she retired so we're getting a full look back in her own words from the time she was born she talks about her beginnings with her mom and and her dad and that family situation and she goes all the way literally up to that moment in time where she talks about how she's just happy living with her husband and and uh, she was at that time started she had just finished the the production of Tina the musical and she had gone to the first the opening show so that's where it ends so that's probably going to give you the best the best look at Tina because she's very honest and she's telling her story in her own words and it comes with visuals and it comes with music, right? The book, her book is is good, but it doesn't come with music, right? So if you don't know her music, you don't know her work, or if you, you don't know any of these songs, reading about it is not the same as hearing her talk about it and seeing some of the archival footage. So that would be my best suggestion. Uh, she is a legend, an icon. 
she is the queen of rock and roll. She is just simply the queen and uh, she has earned her rest. And I hope that everybody that loves her finds peace because she is now at rest and, and, and in peace. She is. Nami Orenke Kill. And <laughs> Tina Turner is one of those black icons that makes me so proud and happy to be a black woman. Mm-hmm. The struggles, the, the difficulty in, in this life of being a black woman, the, the pressures and the rejection that mm-hmm. is constantly targeted our way by society uh, for being black and then having not to be a woman on top of that right. is huge. And How when I look us. at her... I'm just like, you, we talk about the realest, the blackest, the baddest. She is all these things. The, the most EST. formidable. She's the, the best. The beauty, you know, the beauty of her both inside and out. When mm-hmm. And to, to, to have the dare to know you're beautiful in a time when a lot of people looked at her and said, this is not what a beauty standard is. This right. is not what beautiful is. To fight all of that. This is not what good music sounds like. This is not what a woman's voice should sound like. Um, women don't sing like this. You sound like a man. Mm-hmm. You sound like, to still dare to be you. She makes me so so proud to be black and to be woman um and god bless the life of tina turner may we all live a life of consequence as she has you know you might not be a music star you might not be this or that but may we all live a life that leaves an impact on someone else because that legacy matters and she has shown us that and she's shown us how to do it through adversity through your own shortcomings and with grace and how Absolutely. you can how you can still excel and go to heights that you never she could have never seen where she went she didn't know she could have never seen but god knew Hey, num your hood and get your hey. That chant and kept her sane at one point. It did. Y'all, it kept her from acting. And all if you the way have up. not seen what's love got to do with it, the movie, you need to start there because right. then you're gonna get this episode yeah. a lot better. But if you've not seen that movie, yeah, go find it on YouTube. Go find it streaming someplace. It's probably streaming someplace now. Everybody probably trying to get it right now to stream in their on their platform. <laughs> you need to see this movie because you will get a lot of what we're talking about about her life. But that chanting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is a woman who at her lowest tried to end her own life. Yeah. And now look at her. We sitting here Hmm. talking about her and giving her all the flowers that we gave her in life. Y'all don't get it twisted. We gave her flowers on this side, but she is so deserving Mm -hmm. of any words of, of, of positivity, of love, of joy and light um, that anybody is giving her because she was, one more thing, user one point five. Let's talk a little bit about. Obviously, she was on We Are the World. So let's 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 let's. Cause let's, y'all love to talk about Mike. Let's route Mr. Hehe back okay. in here. Here, so Tina Turner uh, appears on uh, the We Are the World. Best best vocals on the whole on the whole track. I'm trying to think what was her part. I can't remember now. Uh, hers is uh. Where is it? What what is it? Lord Hold Jesus. On. And as many times as I done seen that video and heard that single. Two hours later. So what we were talking about is we are the world. Yeah, listen, y'all. Her contribution to, to to that to that record. We're n- we're not gonna we're not gonna lie. We keep it real on this podcast. We had to stop the recording to go watch it <laughs> to figure out where she <laughs> to was figure at. out what her part well, was. She actually had quite a few. Uh, she moments. did, and I think got a lot I of said, she got a lot of t- camera time here. I said that she had the best vocals on the whole track. She had very good vocals i can't say she had the best best. on yes one of the best on the whole well she's simply the best so you know but you know it's a lot of good artists on that track i I keep forgetting how many amazing artists are on that song ray charles stevie you've got bruce springsteen you've got michael of course diana um 
uh, what, Diana. Who? <laughs> Who? Diana Diana Ross. Diana Ross. Dionne Warwick. (laughs) You've got, you know, all of these incredible artists. You've got who? Jackson. Latoya Jackson. Quincy Jones was producing it. You've got, you know, all of these. Harry Belafonte is on there. So you can hear me when I'm saying things. James Ingram is on there. I didn't even know was dead till earlier this week. He's dead. It's, I didn't know. Yeah, Nobody told me. It hurt you worse when you didn't know. And it's been Nobody years. called me. Nobody think called he died me. in like 18 or 19. I didn't know it. It was pre-pandemic. I I, I just didn't know the man was gone. I he thought gone. he was still here with nah, us. But he, beautiful voice, beautiful gowns. Beautiful I mean, just, voice. Just can sing, sing. Amazing sing, sing. artist. Her contribution to this, she's uh, on the track. She sings the line, um... We are all a part of God's great big family. And duets with Bruce. And then he, yeah, and then she does a duet with, uh, was it Bruce Springsteen she did the duet mm-hmm. with? Uh, and the truth, you know, love is all we need. So uh, it's, sh- her impact on the music industry cannot be overstated. And her impact on black culture can also not be understated, overstated, excuse me. And for that, Miss Miss Turner... Thank you. Miss Anime. Thank you, Miss Anime Bullet. We appreciate you. Tina Turner. We appreciate you. And 2023, we can't take no more. So listen, we don't need no more heavy hitters. Well, you leaving just, this I year. think God's going to leave us alone for a while in America. I at hope least, so. Be, mainly because we got Trump coming up with the election. And we're all going to need to buckle up for him running again for president. DeSantis talking about he running. I can't. 2023, we don't need no more. But thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you anime bullock we appreciate everything you've done she shared her life literally in every way almost every way possible with the world and we appreciate her absolutely thank you guys so much for joining us on this special episode of the black jackson estate podcast we'll see you next time hey hey fam you just got finished listening to part one of our double header episode for the black jackson estate podcast stay tuned part two is up next Hello, hello, hello out there in podcast land. Welcome to another episode of the Black Jackson Estate Podcast. We are the EST of Michael Jackson Podcast. We are the realest, the illest, the baddest, the blackest. Submit it respectfully. I am user 1.5. I am here today with two other users. User one. How's it going? Woohoo! What's up, y'all? What? Who? Why we? Why we hootie and who and? That's how I'm feeling. That's how I'm feeling. Who? <laughs> bird call, bird man. <laughs> <laughs> nah, everything is everything. I am certainly glad to be in the service one more time. Yeah. And um, didn't have to let me live. He did not. Yeah. But look at God. Look at him. Hmm. Look at him. Still blessing. Yeah. I um I'm excited that we have another user, uh, the lesser seen and heard user. <laughs> the lesser. We call him Tech Guy, guys. He is our tech guy, social media manager, up and coming he, editor. He, not, he ain't managed not one post yet. Well, we're yet. trying to transition him. That's right. It is user three point five. Jaden, how you doing? <laughs> Hello. Um. 
kind of happy to be back again. Kind of. You're I mean, here all the time. Of, Tell the people you're here all the time. They just don't get to see. You. I am here all the time. You just don't get to hear me or see me. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the hardest work is done behind the scenes. He's a behind the scenes dude. And so you should be proud of what work you do behind the scenes. I am. I am and proud. some people should be seen, not heard. <laughs> and in your key <laughs> and in your case neither I, seen nor heard okay so oh that's where that's going i thought you were going to say something nice okay and and that's the case of most men honestly wow so and you know as you grow you'll understand by and by anyway glad to have you on the show thank you thank you yeah well listen you guys just listened to part one of a doubleheader episode part one was our tribute to the incomparable the legend the icon the queen of rock and roll miss tina turner user 3.5 you weren't on that episode is there anything you want to add about the queen of rock and roll um most i want to add is that she, she was really good at what she was doing yeah that's why they call her the queen yeah. That was all I had to say. All right. Tina Turner through the eyes of a Gen Zer. There we go. All right. Well, this part of the episode is going to be all about our journey to Charlotte, North Carolina to see Queen Janet Jackson live and in living color at the PNC Pavilion in Charlotte, North Carolina. She is, as we know, she has actually at this point probably wrapped up her Together Again tour. And we went on May the 12th to see Janet. And we are going to give you guys our honest review of the show. I'm excited about this episode because, well, listen, all of the stuff we've been seeing online, all of the things that... People have been saying about her energy level and about other things with the show. We're going to give you guys our honest assessment. We love Jan. We love Jan. And I can't wait to unpack it. User one, how you, how you feeling? I'm giddy. I'm excited. Me Talk too. Absolutely giddy. Giddy, giddy. That is the word. <laughs> that is the word. She's lying, we, We're missing our dearest user two, who was also at the show, guys. Um, but is, of course, still on a bit of a hiatus because of her very demanding job and her responsibilities. But she was, we were all there. We were a family. Yeah. We were all there. BJE fam. BJE fam was all there, all the way live in Charlotte, North Carolina. So yeah, absolutely. So we are going to jump right into it. We're not going to hold you long. Like the old people say, we are going to jump right into our show review of the Janet Jackson experience, the together again tour. The Together Again Tour is the 10th concert tour by Miss Janet Jackson. It is a North American tour. It was announced on December 12th, 2022 via Janet's social media. And the first date was April 14th, 2023 in Hollywood, Florida. It will end on June 21st, 2023 in Seattle, Washington. Guys, the first thing I want to ask about the Together Again tour is how excited were you for the show prior to getting to Charlotte? Jaden? I didn't know anything about this tour. And this is important for us to have this perspective of a different generation. You you live in a house full of people who are who literally do a Michael Jackson podcast and yes. Janet gets incorporated mm-hmm. and you had no idea about this show. I had no idea about the tour. And they're not talking about it at school. No. Nobody was going like, oh my God. 
<laughs> can't wait to see Janet Jackson is going on tour. That's not what's happening at school. I mean, there are a couple of people that said that they were going to like one of the later shows, but really nothing much. That's kind of cool though. There were some people. There were some kids that were saying they were going to go. Mm. So I mean, you know, yeah, you know. So that's that's nice. That's good to know. So she's she's definitely bleeding into. Jacksons be bleeding into multiple generations. Yeah, now. and pop culture, absolutely. Do what when kids at your school talk about Janet Jackson? What do they say about Janet? What do they say about J- Janet? Um, the most they say, well, of course, they incorporate you know Michael into that. Yeah, you can't. It's it's sad, but they all. <laughs> I mean, it's the first thing that they think of. He's the biggest Jackson star, right? I think that's fair to say. Not trying to shade her. She, he's he just is. he's just the biggest one so they they start maybe with michael mm-hmm. and then they get to janet and then what do they say um they do say she has really good music like um, what what songs y'all y'all like hmm honestly i'm not sure because i don't me myself personally i don't listen to much of janet mm-hmm. it's probably about one or two songs but well what are the one or two songs that you listen to um besides the ones that i make you listen to in the car nothing Okay. The only ones that she makes me listen to. <laughs> only when forced. So, but the, the the kids at your school they say that she's got good music. Mm-hmm. Do they think she's old? What's the what's the scent? What's the what's the idea here? Like, oh, she's she's an oldie but goodie. What what's the um? Or do they feel like she's like contemporary, like hip? <laughs> I don't think they use that word. Hip. So is she like okay? Cool? You sound like the old lady now. Is she like? happening or is she like what is she well they don't say she's old that's good she does she's like kind of like a how do i put this she's kind of like a mix between generations she is she's multi-generational she kind of just is there (laughs) like a canker sore (laughs) um Okay, well, I so you you didn't know nothing about the tour, Mm-mm. so you couldn't even get excited about something that wasn't even on your radar. Not really, no. That's fair. I, I I'm not gonna say I was excited. I was just like, oh, okay, cool. And you know, the question first became, oh, okay, are we gonna go? And then we said, yeah, we'll go. But we're gonna be on the lawn. Yeah. And oh yeah. Because we had already been to multiple tour shows for Janet, and I'd seen yeah. her at Essence. And I keep forgetting that I saw her at Essence. So I saw her at Essence. I saw her at two other show tour shows, and then this is the third tour show. So being a primarily Michael fan, um, I've I've seen enough from her now. <laughs> And this is with all due respect uh, to Miss Miss Jack Janet Jeanette, 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 Jeanette. Jeanette. Um, but I've seen enough. Um, yeah. Um, so I, mm-hmm. I I'm good. You know. Now if she decides to go on tour with her brothers and they take that family act on the road, no, they've already got Terrell. And on they the show get Reby and they get they're Latoya not gonna to get come. Reby. And they're and not they going to get. They figure Latoya. that thing out and they do that show. I don't think that's going to. I'll happen. be there. Well, we're gonna we're gonna beat them there, not meet them there. <laughs> I'm a, like Marlon said. <laughs> I'm going to beat them there if they do that show. But I think I'm done with seeing her as a, a solo artist. I think she's had an amazing career. And I'm happy for her that she's been able to have this many tours that people are still, like, she's able to, if we're being honest, her brothers could not sell out the United States in the way she has been doing across yeah. this country. She, mm-hmm. They just couldn't do it. Um, I think in part just because they, they their, their climax and their, 
their their height of their fame is does not compare to hers. She's just right. a much bigger artist than, than they ever were. And, you know, sometimes you just got to bow down. It just is what it is. <laughs> it is what sometimes it is. Sometimes you just got to say, she the king. Kang. She Kang. Mm-hmm. She Kang. She Kang. He Kang. Right. We not. We uh, right. We are like the uh the, the rest lead of background the, singers well no i was gonna like we're the rest of the the court yeah that you did the, the there's the jack there's the <laughs> queen the jesters. <laughs> there's the there's the court jester i don't know who that is but cook, you know the sorcerer yeah the rest of the court yeah. Well, listen, so I was excited to go because I, in my mind, this is probably going to be the last time that Janet's going to do any kind of a tour. And so I really wanted to be a part of that. Like uh, user one said, we did see her. We saw her in 2010 for the number ones tour that was in uh, D.C. We saw her in 2018 for the State of the World tour here in Raleigh, North Carolina. And then, of course, we've seen her uh, this year for the Together Again tour. We were really close for the first two tours. Like, I remember State of the World tour. I could see the sweat dripping down her face and going sliding down in between them boobs. I was like, oof. So, I mean, and then the State of the World tour, we were right there at the stage as well. So, we didn't feel the need to be up too close. We sat on the lawn with the common folk. And, um... As Janet says, somebody's smoking up in here. That's pretty much what we got out there on the lawn. Um, but it was an outdoor venue, so I'm going to say, well, shoot, hell, y'all be smoking inside, too. Them it, niggas do not care. It was. <laughs> if they can get in with it. Yeah, they were smoking up in here. But that's okay. So let's start with with the show. Let's talk about the show itself, okay? So uh, Ludacris was the opening act. Ludo. And did you, did you know who he was? Mm-hmm, I did. Did you know some of the songs that he was performing? I've heard some of his songs, so I knew some of them, yeah. Like what? Because I about forgot about him myself because know, he ain't had like, nothing mm. come out. Mm. So what do you know? Well, obviously, I don't remember the songs now. because Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> the answer to the first question should have been no. I, I do know. I do the know name who he does, is. Okay, then what, songs, what song do you know of his? Or do you just know that he's a rapper? I mean, you know from too. the Fast and the Furious movies, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, is that what you're saying? You know that's from his, the movies. That's his introduction you to You don't know Ludacris. him from music. Yeah. Not really. Scheme, scheme, plot, plot. I'm coming for that number one spot. You don't, you don't But you know, know what? That? that makes sense because when Luda was really, really popular, we were like in middle school. Yeah, this was early 2000. Yeah. Like and, 2000, 2001. And then he started doing movies. Mm-hmm. And that's how you know you you know from the past and the furious because movies. it's been eighty five of them and he's does he's done and other really movies t- too yeah and so yeah so it makes sense that you don't know his music because honestly he he stopped being he stopped doing music he just <laughs> you were about to say he stopped being relevant I'm not gonna, I was a, I was gonna say oh she had to edit that she had to censor herself I was gonna say because I'm thinking like he did this song with Nicki Minaj it was like in like 2010 or 20 and then i feel like he just he sat down from the music and I, god bless him he said he's not gonna be out here he's not gonna be out know, here doing, doing all of that he's i mean like, i can do this i can get this for movie bag it's a little different yeah so yeah okay so you weren't really familiar with the songs he was doing Mm-mm. what did he do uh so you know if you don't go I, to this show we're gonna make take you there well i know he he did did he do move yeah he did get that out the one. way he did that he oh. did number one spot he did a lot of like he did lovers and friends he did yeah 
um like because he has cameos on those yeah, yeah, so yeah, he right. did he did a lot of like pieces of songs uh he looked like ludicrous circa 2005 with the straight back cornrows so it was a good show i mean it was what it was i can't say it was a good show i take that back it was what it was, Luda's part, it was i thought Luda's opening part act. was good he did a good job of getting the crowd yeah excited. that's the job of the opening act and right? he didn't have 850 limb height people on the stage no. it was him i think it was one and other that's guy. how you keep costs down and i cannot <laughs> split all my bag with all you're of right. y'all you're right you're right though no. i, I mean, want to go home with most of the bag yeah and i don't need y'all so there's that part too yeah i mean he why did. do i need y'all i don't so now, he did have on some big ass leather jacket or something and i was like now it's 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 a good 80 degrees outside i don't know why sir you're on stage with a leather jacket but if he wasn't hot then i would I, if he liked it i loved it <laughs> Because he was making me hot. See, I didn't really care about Luda. Luda did good for what I've never paid to. I've paid to see a rapper on purpose once in my life, mm. and that was with Mary J. But he was with Mary J. And that was Nas. Mm-hmm. I paid once on purpose to see a rapper. I've seen Chance the rapper. He was good, but that was in. I was an essence. That was a byproduct of essence. Okay, so, so you were already I, there. So I yeah, saying. I don't pay to see rappers. Right. Yeah, I don't. It's not I've my, never paid to it's see not a rapper, my, so. It's not my thing. So, uh, because I don't like the way y'all gonna act. <laughs> and, Who's y'all? Who's the y'all you're talking about? You know who you are. <laughs> you know who you are. The same y'all that's smoking up in here. <laughs> that same. That's the y'all. And I don't want to be there oh, when y'all God. are acting. And 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 the show can potentially get violent. Yeah, it can go And y'all down, know y'all. how y'all act. Like, I mean, it's just the. It's it's absolutely crazy. I'm trying to think. Who else have I paid? I'm trying to think, did I pay on purpose to see Drake? No. <laughs> Nobody. I just don't want to go to no rap show. Like like I said, it's a byproduct. Who else is there? Somebody else must be mm-hmm. there. That's where I'm going. Because mm-hmm. somebody else is there. Well, listen. Ludacris opened the show. But I'll pay to go see Lauren Hill I, on purpose. Lauren Hill is doing, she's doing shows now. Now, when she shows up and what she does when she gets there, that's you all go? you. How much we we sitting on the lawn again because she might not even show uh, up. Well, first of all, she ain't got nothing to see. So yeah, won't it be in her face? She's not gonna <laughs> dance. She's not gonna dance. Oh, wanna dance with somebody. Um But anyway, Luda Luda Luda's part was a ten out of ten to me. I don't know what you guys would give him, but I give him a ten out of ten because I thought he did the job he was supposed to do is to open the act, which get everybody excited. Mm-hmm. He got the people up, you know, he's got hits. So if you're not 15 and you're between the ages of, you know, you're the, the demographic that was going to the Janet show primarily. If you're at, if you're, mm-hmm. if you're uh 25 and up, yeah, you have a knowledge of his music space. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly if you're over, how old is he? know how old that man is that's not my business certainly if you're over 40 yeah you're very aware of like who Ooh, he who is. who this man is yeah. so um because all of them <laughs> i was gonna say oh heads. that's not right you in the you are you kind of garage yourself at all those over 40s this this is who i'm talking about and then as and then that's not old at all but all the over 40s <laughs> <laughs> were really enjoying them. Weren't they? They were. They were having a great time. There was yeah. a few people in front of me. I saw they were just jamming out. Yeah. Yeah. It was. And I, Janet's contemporaries were having a good time and they too. Were, yeah. The over 50s. Oh, they felt thug. They felt like a thug listening to Ludacris. The close to 60s. Yeah. They felt like a thug listening to Ludacris, honey. I, um, I, I can't give him a 10 out of 10 because I didn't watch his show. 
uh, because I was trying, trying to get in a hot line, dog. trying to get a hot dog. <laughs> trying to get an overpriced and very disgusting <laughs> hot dog. I was standing in line trying to get food. So I kind of kept turning around to look and see, like I could see on the Titan Tron, uh, him, him performing. But the songs I heard that caught my ear, I mean, I was jamming in line with the rest of the people. Like we were all stuck there together. Yeah, so he did Overnight Celebrity, I believe. Oh, I forgot that song. Yeah, he, yeah. Well, he but that's didn't a twister, do. That's a Twister song, right? But ain't he on the track? Is he? I don't know. I don't know. He might Is be. He on I that don't track? remember. Or maybe I'm. Tr- maybe I wanted him to do Overnight Liberty. Ain't he? It's his song. not his song. Did he do? Or, 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 did he did? Uh, I wanna lick, 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 lick you from he your head that to your. That's nasty. No, that wasn't that one. We loved that song in middle school. Just nasty. We didn't know what they were talking about. He did stand up. No, now. He did, um, yeah. So I mean, listen. Are you sure he, he if you're on Ludacris? I don't, I don't. He might be, but I know that's a Twister song. But if you're a Ludacris fan, then you probably enjoyed uh, his performance. So yeah, I'm tripping. So the show opened up with Ludacris, and then we get Miss Jackson, and I want to talk for just a second about her opening video package. So Janet Jackson at the opening of the show does this video package where she plays or she displays on the screen a bunch of pictures of her from the last 50 years. And the words that pop up are thank you uh, for being with me or thank you for 50 years of me. And then Janet Jackson, her signature comes up and then she opens the show with Demita Joe, the song Demita Joe. She also opens the show with a Together Again uh, remix. And then the first actual song song that she does is Feedback. So user one and user 3.5, talk to me about the opening montage of the Janet performance. How'd you feel about it? Was it good? Did you did it get you hype? Um, it, it was good. It. I mean, most of the time I was in the seat, but... Sometimes I, I, one part I think I got up, but I think for the first part of it, I did sit, but I was enjoying it. I was dancing a little bit in my seat. And from where I was sitting, you can like see her like, like tiny, like a tiny speck. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, like you're in a plane and you see like, uh, views from the lawn. Yeah. yeah. We, views I from was the lawn, watching yeah. her mostly on the TV screen. But I... where I was sitting, you can see her in the dancers. So mm-hmm. I was kind of panning to both the, her and the screen, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, uh, it was pretty good. I liked mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Views from the lawn. That's what happens when you're on the lawn. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens. User one. <laughs> <laughs> well, my view from the lawn was um, I did I like the bon- the montage the the video I like the video as well. I'm glad she had it. The uh, and I don't think we talked about this. So before the show started, you know they were playing different music. They played Jackson Five music. Mm-hmm. They didn't play none of Michael's music probably because they couldn't get the rights to facing them won't let them. <laughs> the thief. <laughs> The thief, the thief in there Bronco. won't let them. Um, but I don't know. But they didn't. They played a lot of Jackson Five songs. They played a couple of Jackson Five songs, mm-hmm. and they gave shout outs to the Jackson family. Like the DJ was like, "If you love Jackson family, make some noise." I'm just saying this so you, if you if you don't go to the show, these are some of the things that were happening um, there. So she was showing love to her family. Period. Like this was not a show where she didn't recognize like the royalty that is her her family mm-hmm. as not just people she loves because for for personal reasons, but because they have this entertainment they are 
they are a premier, like the premier family in entertainment and still are. And so um, I thought that was cool. She incorporated, um, I think she incorporated maybe some pictures of them too in the video. I can't remember. In the montage. Like some from when maybe she performed, she when, when she yeah. was performing with them. Yeah. I, I think she did. But that was really good. And of course, um, she, she started off with, you know, a really up-tempo going into um, feedback. Mm-hmm. So that you know, and she did a lot of sashaying, lots of sashaying. <laughs> she did the first outfit she had on. Lots of catwalking was that gold bodysuit, right? That was the first with that big ass purple bow. <laughs> I love feedback. That's one of my favorite Janet Jackson songs. It, it it's just so like you said, it's so up tempo and it kind of gets you moving. And the rap in it is really is really great that she does. So I. Don't know what her wardrobe choices were, uh, how we reached that point, um, but they were her choices. So you didn't like the... So I let's, let's rank these outfits, because that's the first one she comes out with. It's and she me. had on this cloak with the hood, too. She walked like out that. with the cloak mm-hmm. in the hood, and that was really cool. And then you Looking get... like something out of uh, Twilight. Yeah. Twilight. <laughs> she looked like a vampire. Uh-huh. Vampires. Mm-hmm. Vampires. Mm-hmm. But then you get this gold bodysuit, which the bodysuit by itself, I think, would have been fine. I don't like... I didn't like the bow. I'm assuming... And this is what one of my clients said when I was showing her pictures of Janet. She was like, what's that bow for? And I was like, I don't know. She was like, she's trying to hide that stomach. Maybe she is. Maybe she isn't. <laughs> I don't know. This had to be a black client. Oh, was it a black course. client? Oh, yeah. It was the same client that said the stephanie mills being crazy okay that client mm-hmm. so i i i don't yeah, know what the bow was what. for don't janet looked really good she looked really good i like it was that gold was gold was very gold that yeah. gold was very good. y'all seen it online it was very gold and um i thought she would fit i thought it fit her well yeah i didn't i didn't it i didn't see it, the point of the bow but maybe mm-mm. she just maybe that's like a security blanket for her because i thought maybe she, she said great. i'm a present Okay. I'm a gift. Okay. Yeah. Put a bow on me. Aren't we all? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Not everything's a gift. Or not everybody's a gift. Not everybody's a gift. Mm -hmm. Some of them need to be returned. Yeah. Well, well. neither here nor there. Did you like the outfit? Was this an outfit? Did you not? It was a good opening outfit. Mm -hmm. Like, bam. I thought it was good. Because it kind of did catch me off guard when I saw the bow, too. Lots of gold and the bow. It was very golden. Mm hmm. Yeah, well, this is a part of her first set. So let's be clear. Janet takes frequent breaks in the show. And she literally, when I say breaks, I mean, she walks off the stage. There's the lights go dim and you're just left there with your thoughts and some background music. Okay. So the first set was, uh, it started with feedback and then you get so much better. If no sleep got till it's gone, that's the way love goes and enjoy. That was pretty much the first set that she did. And I will say Janet's dancing was very under underwhelming. It was underwhelming for me. She did a great job. And listen, she did more than I could have done up there at 37. She did more at 57 than I could have done up there at 37. But having seen her show before, uh, it was a very different show, but she's in a very different stage of life. But see, that's why I don't like that because I don't like to compare this show to the other shows because I think if you do that, you will be disappointed because your expectations have not been adjusted. 
Right. And my expectations were, were very adjusted. Were, they were very adjusted. I did, because I had, we'd already seen online what was going to happen. We already knew what we were walking mm-hmm. into. Um, but I'm just saying for argument's sake, right? Looking at the first show we went to see her uh, yeah, do in 2010. And mm-hmm. this one, it was very different. The dancing was overwhelming. She normally has lots of people on stage with her. She only had four, four dancers for Again, the entire show. I'm keeping my cost and <laughs> low. Because they didn't come to see you, Otis. Yeah, they came right. to see me. You're right. How many do I need? You're right. That's how many I want. Just right. the minimum. So we're going to talk about, in this first set, before we wrap up this first set of Janet, we're going to talk about two things. First, we're going to talk about Janet believing she was in Raleigh. <laughs> <laughs> After Ludacris said Charlotte like three times. Uh, So did... Did y'all hear that? Okay, so listen. I heard her say, how y'all doing, Riley? And I thought she was saying, like, Charlie or Charlie. Like, because we were in Char- <laughs> we were in Charlotte. And I was like, oh, well, she got, like, a little nickname for, for Charlotte. Mm-mm-mm. But apparently she kept saying Riley. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. We all forget where we at sometimes. And you know you what? Have a- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what day it is half the time. So, I mean, I guess you you traveling You ever around. sleep so good you wake up and you don't know where you're at? <laughs> <laughs> or you know, <laughs> or you know, you go to a hotel and you wake up and you like, oh, I'm in a hotel. Oh, right. I forgot. This I'm like, I'm my house. house. That was kind of her you experience. Think that's what it was. That was like her experience. She been traveling. And too you much. Know, yeah, you've been traveling all and you like all these little hillbilly country places look the same. They all no. look the same. No, they don't. I don't know, <sighs> but she definitely never got it right. Yeah, she well, she just started saying Carolina after a while. <laughs> Somebody must have told her on one of them breaks, like no, she Janet. Thought, this is not thought to herself. Hmm. They're not responding. <laughs> hmm. Am I really in uh, Raleigh this time? Yeah, but that was in funny. Raleigh. Maybe that's where she wanted to be. Because honestly, that's probably where she should have been. Yeah. We would have we would been better off in Raleigh. But anyway, the second thing I want to talk about is Janet versus her ponytail. Did anybody else <laughs> notice <laughs> that that ponytail? She moved that ponytail. Got that. Po- I mean, her and that ponytail were going at it all night long. Did anybody else notice that? Janet and Pony on tour. That was their tour. <laughs> Her and the Pony. That Pony is secure, though. I'm saying it, was, it was on All there. All that she did. Her, 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 she had a Bianca Belair on her ponytail. You know how pony Bianca Belair's secure. ponytail don't never come off? Mm-mm. That's how Janet's ponytail was. And good for her. Mm-hmm. Okay? Good for her. All right. So we're going to move on. We're going to talk about the rest of the show. She does quite a few sets. Um, she does what I call like the control set. She does uh, nasty, the ple- the pleasure principle. Uh, what have you done for me lately? Uh, because of love, when I think of you, diamonds. The best thing in life are uh, the best things in life are free control. And then she goes into uh, like come back to me. Let's wait a while again. I mean, this is the standard set, right? That of, of Janet songs. This these are the songs that she performed the last time we saw her. These are the, the classics, the standards, the songs that everybody comes to hear in the, in the way that the audience hears it, as Michael said. What did you guys think about the show as a whole, the rest of the show? Go ahead, Jaden. Okay. Um, I thought the show was was good as a whole. Well, it, it, was my, it was my first time being at a Jackson's concert, mm-hmm. let alone Janet Jackson. So, well, you only got a couple options these days. Yeah, right? you're right. Um, you got Michael Janet. Jones. You got you're never gonna see Michael the the Jacksons, but they be in Europe a lot. You got Jermaine, don't he do his own? Jermaine shows? don't be out there like that. Latoya don't be out there. Like Latoya's that. not doing nothing for y'all. There's only one song I like from Latoya, and y'all hate it. What song is that? Um, 
Heart Don't Lie. Oh, Lord. I thought it was a good song. It's a cute song. It's a cute song. I mean, if they go on tour, that's what she's going to have to do. And want to be starting something. It wasn't a bad. It wasn't a bad show. Again, it, it, we've seen her multiple times, so it, that ta- you know, there's nothing like seeing someone for the first time. Mm-hmm. And even and especially when they she, it's not like she had new music out, right? So it wasn't like we were going to see her perform some new songs or anything like that. She didn't even do Made for Now. If I'm, she did not. She didn't. And I was, really I was like, for that. man, Made for Now was like one of her more recent songs. And I thought it was a good song, and it had a good visual to go with it. And it would have been nice to see that. She did do Scream, and of course that was... Everybody um, lost their mind. I'll say this. The girls that were sitting right next to us who looked like they were like in their mid-20s were saying, like, imagine if Michael was here. Look how everybody just went up when the beat dropped for Scream. Like, And it did like... Mm-hmm. That happens every show that I've been to. At this point, all the all of them, where she does a piece of screen, mm-hmm. like the entire stadium or whatever, just it's like a a switch flips yeah. when Michael comes on the screen, and I think that speaks to a this is one of her biggest hits, mm-hmm. and it's with him. It's the only thing we get with them, and it also speaks to the to the fact that they have crossover fan appeal. So a lot of the people sitting out here listening to Janet are also really big Michael fans as well. And so right. it's nice to see it and people enjoy enjoy that that moment in her show. Um, so I think that's why she leaves it in because she knows. Yeah, she can't take that out. That's <laughs> she can't really for. take it out. Yeah, people will yeah. probably say like, dang, I thought she was going to do Scream. But yeah, she did not. Knees did not hit floor. Oh, no. She did not and attempt that dance her. break. Oh, no. No dance break on that one. Like when the dance break came up, it was like a um, a music break. Like she gave yeah. the musician some, like I mean, but she did not. There was no drop it low. There was none of that, <laughs> and I don't fault her. I mean, you know, like again, you talk about how the show changes. Right. When we saw her in D.C., she did do the moves. Did she? I don't remember. I'm trying to think. I think she did do them. Yeah, I don't um, I, I'm pretty sure she did. And then she, I don't think that might have been the only one. She did. She, she definitely to, didn't do it for the that part of out. the world tour. Right. I think it would be kind of nice to. I thought maybe she should have let the dancers do it. They young. They young, young knees. They, yeah. They, yeah. Let, let them hit the, hit, hit the floor. Needs, yeah. What I did like about it. So when Scream came on, it, it kind of started. Uh, if you've seen our video that we posted on our Instagram, uh, seen the reel that we posted on the Instagram, it's kind of like this, like uh, build up to Michael hitting the screen. And after Scream, after she performed Scream, she then immediately segues into a, a little segment of Black Cat. And I thought that that was a really good transition, especially because of her documentary. We actually see Michael and her writing scream and Michael saying to her, like, I want that black cat energy on this song. So I thought that that was a really good connect to her documentary and to what Michael, the direction that Michael had given her for this particular song. Uh, user 3.5 what did you think about seeing michael on the the screen and like did that feel like a difference like a shift in the show um i definitely felt a shift i didn't i didn't i i rarely show if i ever feel something else but i i did feel a switch and i could tell everybody else did too because it was just countless people just out of their chairs dancing to it singing it and you know, it it was crazy. It was definitely a different feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 
And the the people, so the people beside us were like the younger girls. The people behind us were a little bit older than us. And those ladies, it was very clear it was their first time seeing Janet Jackson. When I tell you they were, I mean, on 10 the entire time, and I was really excited for them. Like, I love that for them, that they were so excited to see Janet. Um, Scream, of course, comes towards the end of the show. After Scream, the only thing she does is Rhythm Nation and Together Again, and then she ends out the show. She that was the best the part of the show, out. that Rhythm Nation yeah. little spiel. That, yeah. that, the Rhythm Nation outfit change is the best part of the, was the best part of the show to me, and it seemed like the part she really enjoy doing the most yeah watching her performance yeah yeah so that yeah that was i called it like the rhythm nation set she also had like a 2000 set in there that i didn't know why we were doing this but we we did it like a jay's jd era set she actually did so excited which i've never seen her perform she didn't do that in the last two shows i don't think so that was exciting to to hear her sing so excited but yeah that last little bit where she does uh miss you much love will never do without you all right escapade scream rhythm nation and then together again that was my favorite part of the show she clearly saved the best for last because i was completely exhausted after the show from dancing (laughs) to that Users, is there anything about the show that just stands out in your mind? Well, you missed you missed a part. What part did I miss? You missed because I didn't know that she, that she was gonna like put her hands all on the man on the show. Oh, I forgot. She about didn't take that. nobody from the crowd, but she she yeah. had one of her dancers, mm-hmm. and she put her, you know because people look scream you assaulted them these days, so she she avoided that altogether. And had her dancer. What song did she have him sat I, down? I really don't. With, uh, I don't on that chair. So she did. She did give you a, a sensual Janet, which is a part of her show. Like I mean, I think that's just a part of her act, and has always been a part of her act. Her freedom in her sexuality and her freedom in her body. And I thought it was really nice to see. Was it any time, any place? Did she do it for any time, any place? I think maybe. And she did. She also did um, lonely. Mm-hmm. I get lonely. She did. I get um, lonely right after that, and then doesn't really matter at all for you. But I, I, what I was saying, I'm glad she incorporated this part of her act, right? And I thought she did it in a way that was tasteful and appropriate for her age. And I'm mm-hmm. just gonna say it like that because there's no really other way to say it. Right? There's a, you know, it's just like if I see a 15 year old girl dropping it low. And shaking her tail, that's just not appropriate for a 15-year-old. Right. So let's not act like there aren't things that I don't want to see a damn near 60-year-old lady do. She's 57. Because it's just, am I, am I, shut up, Jaden. I'm just saying, like, I think things can be age appropriate or they can, they can seem out of place for your age, mm-hmm. right? And that's a full-grown woman, okay? Wow. Okay, <laughs> so I'm not saying she should. Was that a cougar growl or something? What was that? <laughs> Black cat. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not saying that she shouldn't, cause she should. And I thought she did it in a way that was appropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't over the top, but it was sensual, and it was her expressing that part of herself like, again. That is has been a part of her show for 30 years. Right. You know what I mean? 30 plus or 50. How it ain't been a part of the show for 50 years, but it's like when she was doing Mae West, we didn't want to see all that, right? But by the time we get to you know Janet as a grown woman, she incorporates this part of herself, this freedom of self. Mm-hmm. Not. I, I thought it was nice to see her do that, and I've seen her do it 10 plus years ago. 
in um, when we saw her in 2010. Mm-hmm. And it looked very different in that right. moment than it did here. But they were both appropriate for the moment mm-hmm. and her and and where she was in life and her right. age and that sort of thing. So I thought that that was really nice to see. Um, and these were some young boys up there mm-hmm. on stage with her. So she she um she. <laughs> Maybe she should have brought some 50-year-old guys up no. there. Cause no, we got what we needed. Because they brought the energy. <laughs> they brought the energy. But they brought that but young people energy. You know, them stallionies. That's what they brought. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, nah, but I thought it was really, that it was, a, it was a good show. She gave people what they expected to see, what they wanted to see. Yeah. And I don't really think she gave any, and we weren't in the space for her to give surprises. She gave right. surprises at some shows. You didn't know it was going to happen, but we yeah. weren't in We that. didn't get Busta. We didn't the get only thing I, Right. The only thing I was like, maybe J. Cole is going to pop we up here. We didn't get J. Cole. He did not pop up there. And maybe because she told him she was going to be in Raleigh. <laughs> maybe he thought, <laughs> maybe he was at Coco Boot. <laughs> and he was like, where is everybody? Uh, <laughs> she, was she in my head she might have been like you know i'm coming to rally because no. everybody nobody says raleigh people say rally rally yeah. she, so she probably like i'm coming to rally girl so maybe that was it i don't know but we didn't get a surprise so we just got the straight yeah the sh- we got the show as we she got prepped the, it yep she got we got what she rehearsed and um mm-hmm. and and that was fine for me i i love it when janet does together again because to me that's like men in the mirror for michael like you know that's the end of the show and that is like the final curtain call for her together again and she did that the the last shows the the previous shows i've seen that's been her final song and this that was her final song here um and it just felt so like like i really feel like this is it I don't know that we're going to see Janet again outside of some specialty concert, like maybe, maybe we need Essence a different phrase because that means a very, I, <laughs> that, thing, that meant something. Um, Even Michael didn't know what it meant at the time. Well, I feel like you this feel is like, like her retirement this is, show. This is, this is the, I can't even say final curtain call. That's this a is retirement the, show. Right. But I was going to say final curtain call, but he you said can't. that too. <laughs> and he didn't know what that really meant either. But this could be really her closing number, right? Yeah. Like, and if you think about it, we've seen three tours in 13 years. Mm-hmm. Sheen had that many new albums in that time. She's had what? One? In 2015. I think that might make things better too. Like if you, if you wait a while. Let's wait a while. <laughs> Maybe release <laughs> that. What's the album everybody been waiting for? And you ain't gonna never get Black Diamond. Y'all not getting that. <laughs> Why are you bringing that up? And then maybe tour. I don't know. She's done quite a few tours and makes you want like maybe she just really likes the tour. Or maybe this is because black for Black Diamond we were supposed to get a tour but then COVID hit. So what? And I'll and I will happily speak for user two. User two believes that she has some contractual obligations <laughs> for that di- Black mm-hmm. Diamond tour, which is why we got the Together Again tour. Uh, because y'all not getting that album. I don't know. I don't know. Cousin Cam, uh, uh, y'all not getting that album, baby. Uh, so maybe that's what it was. I don't know. Could have been. I don't, you know. But it was, a, it was a good show. The weather was perfect. The weather was great. Um, other than y'all smoking up in here. Pavilion it was, was great, terrible. Uh, y'all stay out of Charlotte. Venue. Don't go to that PNC Pavilion. Yeah. It's horrible. One out of ten. Do not recommend. Ooh, just not recommend it at all. Just do not I recommend. Mean, they didn't even have good snacks. Not No good snacks. It was terrible traffic. 
Uh uh-uh. uh, just no. Mm-mm. Yeah. Okay, so how do y'all rate this show? One to ten. Y'all, you didn't want to give Luda. I gave Luda a ten out of ten for his. What, what well, I didn't think? see his show. I was in line. Well, nothing to say, honey. I told you that. <laughs> I told you you did the hits. You I just, just couldn't enjoy song. it the way I wanted to. I was in line. Uh, three point five. Go ahead and rate the show. Now you trying to form formulate. I'm you trying, trying to, to push formulate. off to him. I'm trying go to go ahead, Jaden. You go, go ahead. ahead and you 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 go on. Um. Well, considering this is my first Jackson's concert, well, Jackson's Janet concert. And probably um, your only, but continue. Probably my only. uh, I'll give it a 7.5, 8 out of 10. That's a good score. Yeah. I give it it a solid 9. Really? 9 out of 10. It was a great show, and I enjoyed myself. I danced, I sang. I, I I was having a good time with with baby girl behind me too. I had a good time. I baby a, girl in the purple. Yeah, that's how I found our seat every time. <laughs> I get lost fast, y'all. Don't take me nowhere. Yeah. Put a light on me. Put the blinking light on me so you can find me. And yeah. I'm out, and I'm like, I could not find out where to go. And then I finally realized, okay, if I can find sis with this big purple blanket draped across her legs, I can find my way home. Mm-hmm. She was like my my guiding light. So thank you so much, sis. With the purple blanket. So you give it a nine. Mm-hmm. You get it a seven and a half. I'm going to give it a five. Okay. And I'm going to give it a five because it was it was, it was was good for what it was. Mm-hmm. Again, when you've seen somebody too much, that's yeah. probably what's suppressing this number for me. It's, it was average for you. Mm-hmm. Below average? It was, yeah. Five it, is average out of ten. Yeah, five average. out of ten. I'm going to give it a six. I'm going to jump it up. I'm going to give it one <laughs> extra point. I'm going to give it an extra point because... <laughs> And I, this score is not indicative of how Janet did. It's your enthusiasm. Yeah, level? I think it's just like my excitement about it. My ex, like the ex, the overall experience for me was just like, uh, okay, this is great, but I don't, I don't think I'm coming back no more. Unless you go and bring the boys, no, and unless you're gonna that, bring I don't your know, I think she's going to London and having a seat. And and, and listen, have, pour some tea. Pour some tea. And I'm not mad at it. So, yeah, no, my, so my score is really not about the, sh- like, oh, this is a bad show. Don't go to this show. I think if you've got some free time and you want to go to a concert and, and it's close by, get you a ticket and go. But, she does all the hits. Yeah, I think it's just, we've seen this show essentially yeah. before. Yeah. We've seen yeah. this exact show yeah. before. I was missing All Night Don't Stop. That's my favorite song. She didn't mm-hmm. do that. Uh, she did that on the last tour. She did, um, you know, it's a couple of things that she didn't do, but I understand we're in a different place now, right? Mm-hmm. And and you do change your, your tour set uh, and things like that. But last question before we wrap this up, what was the most memorable moment of the show? It can be anywhere from Ludacris all the way down to, to Janet singing together again at the end. For you, what is the one thing that stands out in your mind that you're like, you know what? That was the most memorable moment of the night. Probably her continually saying that she was in charlotte i mean <laughs> she was in Raleigh. that was don't ask me why they just did it for me that was the surprise of the show <laughs> everything else was pretty expected i just no i mean if i could say something was like a standout moment of the show it was probably rally how y'all doing rally <laughs> We didn't even get y'all smoking up in here. We didn't get no ad, good ad libs or nothing. Lord. Um, oh I would know. I would probably say again, probably very cliche to say, but I really liked 
um, I always enjoy her incorporating Scream. And I mm-hmm. always enjoy the audience reaction yeah. to that song coming on. And so I thought that that was, that, that was always nice to see. And I always, always like looking at Scream now is always just kind of crazy to me how ahead of its time and their time, Michael and Janet were in that moment because mm-hmm. it incorporates some anime yeah. that is now like super popular with this, gen- is it, I said it right, right? Mm-hmm. Anime. And it's, it it's grown men watching this stuff. Yeah, a lot of grown men watching it. Yeah. Lots. A lot of grown women watching it. A lot of people like anime. I saw Michael B. Jordan was a big fan, and I said, maybe I need to watch it, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to get you no closer. Get me a little closer. <laughs> but, um, like, it, you, you don't even think about that, but, like, you look at that video, and it incorporate. Yeah, because I didn't even, because, like, before I even started watching it, I knew what it was. But when I first watched that, I didn't even think about that until mm-hmm. like after. So there you go. So, I mean, they just, I mean, listen, these are some geniuses. These Jacksons yeah. are really smart. And I'm not saying they thought of it themselves, but they had the creative, Michael and Janet had the creative control over this. They okayed these things. Somebody may, may have brought it to them and said, hey, what about this? And they were, they had the foresight to say that this actually goes with maybe what we're doing in the theme or we want to incorporate it. So I, I like, I, I love that part of the show because I always love, again, and I love when she does I get lonely. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna always look because my favorite Janet Jackson song. So I always, always, always love her doing that. She gonna, she gonna. You can pass me the mic, sis, on that one. I will woo in the background for you if you need some help or if you don't want to do your runs at the end. I'll do them. She for did you. them this time, but she did them. She did them this time. She did. She did. And the, let me say one thing before we pivot to three point five to tell us his favorite part of the show. The the funny thing about her saying Raleigh continuously. <laughs> <laughs> Is that most people? Okay, so we went to Vegas to see Usher uh, last year, and anytime we would say, people would ask, because you know, in Vegas, people are from everywhere. So people would say, Oh, where are you guys from? We would say North Carolina. The first thing they would say, Oh, Charlotte. Like, that is the place that people think about when they think of North Carolina. The first thing that pops into their mind is Charlotte. Raleigh, Durham because people think it's one place is the next, but it's actually, it's, and I think that's because the, all the sports teams are in Charlotte. Right. Right. So Except the for fact, the hurricanes, go hurricanes. They in the playoffs. No, they lost. <gasps> they out. They, they got swept zero to four. They got swept. They lost four games in a row. Where the broom at? <laughs> sweet, 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 sweet. Um, <laughs> we gotta put somebody gotta put some sweeping sounds in there. Ooh, y'all smoking yeah, up in here. Y'all got right. swept up in here, but they I got mean, swept. Just, hold on a second. Yeah, they got. Swept. I was ready to go buy a jersey. No, I can't buy no jersey. They out. Get swept. They, they home now. They home. <laughs> they got swept last week. <laughs> okay, um, mm. but that's the funny thing. It's like, it's like this is literally Raleigh is not the town people think about, but you somehow think you're in Raleigh. <laughs> Just to, anyway, where her heart was. Her heart was in. Her Raleigh. heart was here with us. She wanted to be at Walnut Creek or Cocoa She didn't want to be down there at the PNC Pavilion because in was the trash. middle of that killing field. It I'm like, ain't, where are we at? Worst venue I've ever been ever. to in my life. Worst, but anyway, know. and I've been to a lot of venues. But go ahead. User 3.5. What was the, the part of the show that stood out to you the most? Um, Probably the part that stuck out to me was... It was a lot. Um, I'd probably say my favorite, most memorable was... I'd probably say the Resonation song it mm-hmm. came on. Mm-hmm. I feel like it had... um. You know, good choreography. That was a good song, too. It's really about it. Okay. Yeah. That was a, a great set. That's actually my favorite part of the show, the Rhythm Nation. Uh, I love the, the message in Rhythm Nation, I think, is probably why that's a great song for me. Um, you know, with music by our side to erase the color line. 
we work together to improve our way of life. So, I mean, it's, it's a great message in the song. We're all a part of this Rhythm Nation. I have my ple- Pleasure Principle shirt on. That song is also on the Rhythm Nation uh, uh, album. So I just... I think for me, like I said, together again, I always love it when, when Janet does together again, it reminds me of all the people that aren't here, you know, we can be together again at some point. So, um, and I think for Janet, she's saying we'll all be together again. The Jan fam will all be together again. So listen, guys, we have done our duties. We have paid homage, not only to Miss Tina Turner, but also to Queen Janet for her together again tour. If you guys have anything to say, always drop a comment, drop a like. If you went to the show and you want to drop your experience or let us know about your experience, we always, always welcome any comments. You can always send us an email at theblackjacksonestate at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at blkjackestate. And don't forget, we have our Patreon with a bunch of exclusive content. And just for you guys, We have a seven-day free trial of Patreon that rolled out this month. So if you are interested, feel free to go over, get your seven days free, and maybe stay a while. All right, users, anybody have any last words? Go see Janet on tour. I do have a last thing to say. There There was a lady we all saw. I think she had a good time. It was a white lady with a hat. Oh, that was right in front yeah. of us. Lady. Yeah, I think she had a good time. She danced and danced and danced, baby. She danced and I don't, danced. The person I, that stands out in my mind is the lady who was speaking another language most of the time behind us. Oh, I didn't. But kept going. Oh, okay. I love you, Janet. Yeah. Well, and that, that that shows the the appeal of Janet across cultures, across countries, across languages. She is truly a global icon, and we appreciate you, Janet, for sharing yourself and your talent with the world that will do it for this episode of the black jackson estate podcast we'll see you guys next time bye-bye bye-bye